आप सुन रहे हैं वाव कनेक्ट संगम साहित्य और कला का हेलो नमस्ते गुड मॉर्निंग सत्याकाल एना दा सभी सुनने वालों का हमारे चैनल वाव कनेक्ट पर स्वागत है दिस इज अ वेरी फर्स्ट एपिसोड व्हिच विल बी गिविंग यू एन इनसाइट इनटू आवर लिटरेचर फेस्टिवल वैली ऑफ वर्ड्स 2020 और जानकारी के लिए जुड़े रहें हमारे साथ मैं हूं निधि और मैं हूं यवनका एंड वंस अगेन अ बिग वेलकम फ्रॉम आवर साइड टू वाव कनेक्ट एंड आवर फर्स्ट एवर एपिसोड आज है आषाढ़ कृष्ण एकादशी टुडे इज द 4th ऑफ जुलाई 2020 एंड आई रिक्वेस्ट यवनका टू टेक यू थ्रू द हाइलाइट्स फॉर टुडे सो आवर प्रोग्राम टुडे इज गोइंग टू बी मेनली कंपोज्ड ऑफ फर्स्ट वी विल टेल यू अबाउट व्हाट डे इट इज जैसे कि हम आपको बता चुके हैं संवत कैलेंडर और ग्रेगोरियन कैलेंडर में इसके अलावा हम आपको हर एपिसोड वी आर वेरी इंटरेस्टेड इन व्हाट इंटरनेशनल डे इट हैपेंस टू बी व्हाट द मंथ हैपेंस टू एंटेल जैसे एज निधि हैज टोल्ड यू सिंस इट्स जुलाई यू मे और मे नॉट नो दैट जुलाई इज द वर्ल्ड वाटर कलर मंथ एंड इट्स प्लास्टिक फ्री जुलाई एंड इट्स आइसक्रीम मंथ एंड इट्स सेल फोन कर्टसी मंथ सो क्वाइट अ लॉट आई थिंक इन दिस मंथ and the best two things in my opinion are that it's ice cream month and world watercolor month and so, very importantly a plastic free july yeah that is true but i hope that plastic free is a habit that we're all ingraining into our lives regardless of whether it's july i would hope that in general now it's become so obvious that you know plastic is just not the right way to go about helping our environment so although it is good to have a reminder so in particular in july make sure you don't use any plastic but also in july you can go out and pick up some ice cream for yourself and then after that you can go and pick up your crayons or your paints and then maybe look outside your window see what you see and then try to put it down on paper you might really enjoy it and it might lead to some creativity that you never knew you had so and that's a great mental exercise as well i really and it so. is therapeutic as well yeah will you do it will you go and paint something definitely the ice cream is very very appealing <laughs> uh any time actually not just july but i would do that any time of the month uh by the way um yuvanika today we have uh, something very important yes we do so as i was saying um so that's one aspect of our episode and then we will always bring to you one interview per episode and today we're kicking off our series of interviews by talking with dr sanjeev chopra who is the honorary curator of the valley of words international literature and arts festival and he'll be able to tell you more about what it is that we do annually in dehradun uh also quickly but i must mention this on days before we move on 4th of july is uh, the american independence day as all of you must know but it's also been called now the independence from meat day so if you've been eating chicken perhaps give yourself a break for one day <laughs> and uh, try being vegetarian <laughs> for a day <laughs> all right so um that's one anything, aspect anything yeah. else you would want to add about dr chopra yeah before so, we start would you like to give an introduction Oh no I would never dare to give an introduction he's uh, and and Nidhi in fact has interviewed him so there'll be a lovely introduction coming up uh, and it's a really lucid interview but just to add to that so that's basically the the format of our program is we'll introduce the day we'll have an interview and then some thoughts of the day some discussions and today and tomorrow we will be announcing the shortlist for the PFC Wow Book Awards 2020 uh, today we'll be going over the shortlisted 
uh, authors in the categories of English fiction, English nonfiction, and literature translated to English from regional languages. Tomorrow, we will bring to you the... Uh, Let's not tell right now. Okay, we will okay. tell them only towards the end of the <laughs> program. And we'll go back to uh, Dr. Chopra's interview. Okay, so we'll begin that interview then, uh, done by Ms. Nidhi Malik with Dr. Sanjeev Chopra. Good morning. Today, I, Nidhi Malik, I'm in conversation with uh, the Honorary Curator of Value Words, Dr. Sanjeev Chopra himself. I really don't know how much justice I can do in this limited time to tell you about his vast experience and numerous achievements. But to be fair, let me begin by saying that Dr. Chopra is currently the director of Lal Bahadur Shastri National Academy of Ad Administration at Missouri. He is the recipient of the Robert McNamara Fellowship of the World Bank and the Hubert H. Humphrey Fellowship at the University of Cornell. A visionary, he is also the curator of a very successful literature and arts festival held annually in Dune Valley. This fourth edition of Valley of Words has been reimagined due to the prevailing global crisis, as we all know. Uh, let's ask him directly as to what has he planned for this year's edition. Sir, welcome to Wow Connect, and thank you so much for taking out your valuable time. So definitely our listeners would want to know that what is it that you've planned for this year? Uh, thank you, Nidhi. Thank you for a very nice introduction. And I think the name Wow Connect says it all. Uh, you know, what COVID has done is that COVID has put a big challenge to all of us in the sense that we have to be physically distant from each other. I actually always use the word physical distance rather than social distance because I think that while COVID has created a physical distance or has created a physical distance, it should not lead to social distancing. Very it true. should actually lead to greater intermingling of thought. We have more time to connect with each other. We've been able to realize the world around us in a, in a much better manner than ever before. Uh, we are more connected to ourselves. Uh, we have more time to think. We have more time to, to read books. We have more time to, to engage in intelligent conversations, if we so desire. And therefore, I think uh, the only limitation which COVID has brought to us is, is the aspect of physical distancing. Therefore, how do we overcome this physical distancing? We overcome it by going online, by going hybrid. And I think that the virtual is the new real. And therefore, in that light, what the WOW uh, sessions this year will be that wherever the person is, wherever the authors are, wherever the wherever the critics are, wherever the poets are, wherever the thespians are, we can connect with them on a virtual platform. And more importantly, we can now convey this message to audiences across the world, okay. number one. Number two, unlike last year when we were, we were not, we were not so clear, we, we did not put that sort of attention into archiving our content. Uh, this year, because all of it is going to be online, therefore, the content will also be archived and therefore it's, uh, it's history in the making, it's history of literature in the making. We will be able to connect with many, many, many more people. For instance, the session on Hindi or the session on, 
on Hindi uh, across the world. We'll have uh, professors of Hindi coming from China, Hungary, Poland, you know, America and all these places, which otherwise we would not have had the we would not have had the resources and to get them all together. Yes. So every uh, challenge also leads to many opportunities. I think intelligent organizations or, uh, or organizations which are flexible uh, will be able to not only overcome the COVID crisis, will be able to emerge stronger and more nimble and uh, perhaps more uh, efficient. And also it will be ecologically uh, uh, far better because we'll be connecting on the virtual world Platform, and yes. we'll be able to connect with many, many, many more people. Wonderful. And um, so what is more interesting? What is more challenging? Was that physical that you organized? That was more challenging or do you find that this is more challenging? Being, Let's put it like this, that they're both very interesting. <laughs> and they're both very interesting because uh, the team that I work with, uh, if the team is uh, is able to accept this challenge and take this challenge forward, then it's then it's a pleasure to, to do uh, what we are doing. Because last year also you're having the difficulty that, you know, after all, uh, how many people can you physically get into a room? And we've had uh, we've had this big problem. Uh, and this is a problem which all literature festivals have that, you know, uh, some of the very interesting sessions, you have a lot of overcrowding and you can't actually have an intelligent discussion when the crowd swells beyond a certain beyond, number. Yes. And you've seen it and I've have seen, seen it. You I've know, seen that, that often in, in, in some of the, the sessions, holes are bursting the at holes their are scenes. bursting and yes. therefore, so this is, this will allow us, um, uh, allow us perhaps a, a greater opportunity of connecting with many more people. And now, for, fortunately, the new systems that we have, whether it is the Microsoft Teams or Cisco or WebEx or Zoom, uh, in all these, the options of, you know, uh, a live chat, and we can also put it across on the YouTube live, uh, on the Vimeo channel and various other channels. So I think it's it's going to be very interesting. Oh, that, we all are actually looking forward to this. Sir, you're also an avid reader. What's the genre that interests you the most? Uh, well, you see, I everything interests me. <laughs> but, uh, but look, at the moment, it is, it is uh, contemporary South Asia. It's writings uh, on South Asia, it's literature and translation uh, into English, a lot of uh, literature uh, in, in Hindi. This is what is interesting, what, what, what keeps me very active and very, uh, very engaged. And uh, one of the things which happens is that I have to flip through the books which come for the, which, which, are, which are nominated to the vow. Therefore, uh, because the books that come to vow come in seven different categories, so... <laughs> So whether I like it or I don't like it, I mean, in fact, I enjoy all those uh, books. I mean, yeah. starting from writings for young adults to, you know, literature and translation to some lovely books which have been translated from Marathi to Hindi. I just uh, finished reading Victor Tosvi, uh, uh, which is actually Mr. R.L. Bhatia's uh, you know, diploma. Uh, so, I mean, a, a whole range of books come up and I enjoy, I just finished reading History Men, uh, you know, so... A whole set of books come up my way. Uh, I'd like to mention here several books to uh, Sir's credit. I'll just name a few. He's written something on At the Crossroads, Development Discourses in India, Agri Matters, 10,000 Crores, besides multitude articles in leading journals and newspapers. So how do you find time to do all that? You read, <laughs> you manage, uh, uh, you know... Uh, you see, I, I must tell you, Nidhi, you know, writing uh, is a skill. 
it's a skill and the more you do it the easier it becomes it then becomes second nature you see it's like you know it's like horse riding or like swimming or like driving or like cooking or like anything else so once it becomes second nature it does not take a lot of time i mean first time when you actually sit down i remember about uh, of course I, i started off as a journalist so it was much easier for me to get into this habit but i do remember that about 10 15 years ago when i used to start my column on agri matters so putting a thousand words together would take me would take me about 3 to 4 hours now it doesn't take me that long i mean it takes me about 2 hours to you know to 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 pen a thousand words and sometimes it takes even less than that so what happens is that the more you practice the more you write the easier it is to to write and therefore my suggestion to all the listeners is that you must write right. and that's true for reading also because once you start reading uh, you know then you start connecting the dots then you start you know looking at things uh, you know you you get a very holistic picture uh, when you have read a lot because for instance you could be reading a book on the naval history of the country but in the book on the naval history of the country you also get an idea of how the anglo indians uh, grew up in this country you get an idea of how schools were functioning in darjeeling and patna so you get an idea of how uh, we were collaborating with the with the british uh, naval forces you get an idea about you know so so every book that you read connects you to so many other books and and it's it's this that is why it's always nice to read two three four books at the same time oh my god so i hope the listeners have heard that <laughs> and i'm sure they're going to learn something from this that reading and writing just becomes a habit once you start practicing it uh here let me also tell you that uh, dr chopra before joining the academy on january 1st 2019 he was the additional chief secretary to the government of west bengal in the department of industry commerce and enterprises as well as the director general of the administrative training institute kolkata sir lastly you've already given a message but then still i'm sure the listeners will want to uh hear more and learn more from you so let's take this opportunity that whatever you would want to tell them a message for well, all think, our young yeah, listeners especially uh, you see uh, that's something which i'll again repeat that's part of the bow credo and i think two or three things are very important one is that we must learn to appreciate excellence in others one of the big problems of our country or all over the world is that we are so obsessed with ourselves we we look at we look at the fine qualities that we have or that our organization has that we often tend to overlook the qualities of other individuals and other institutions it's very important for us to recognize and acknowledge the good work which is being done outside our institution and the second point that i wish to state is that literature is all about communication and literature is a communication which transcends time and space because when we are talking we are talking in a particular time frame horizon but when you are reading shakuntalam by kalidas or when you read shakespeare or when you read tolstoy's war and peace you are connected to a different time space and literature allows you to move into a different time space dimension i think that's the beauty of literature so when you read a poem when you read jhansi ki rani khub ladi mardani wo to jhansi wali rani thi so you suddenly transformed you suddenly move yes. into 1857 so you can visualize that scene so i think that's what literature does literature transports you to many different worlds it transports you to different time and space zone and therefore if you are writing something if you are writing a poem today if you are doing a sketch today 
if you are writing a haiku today, then you are capturing this time-space horizon and this then moves on to eternity. So, Yuvanika, there was so much to learn. I learned a lot. What did you pick up? What are your take-home points? I mean, quite a few. I think there were a lot of take-home points in that interview. Um, a couple of things that I found really interesting. Number one is that, uh, yes, we are in the time of a global pandemic and it does require us to take all types of extra cautions. But we do need to make the distinction between social distancing as opposed to physical distancing. And it is physical distancing that we need, not necessarily not being connected to one another. We are fortunate to have technology. We're fortunate to have cell phones and laptops. And as we said, it's cell phone courtesy month. So stay in touch with people. And as far as possible, uh, the idea of isolation should be you know, as much as possible, remain to just the physical aspect and That's not the true. social aspect. You are absolutely right. And I second that. Another thing that really appealed to me was when he said that virtual is the new real now. Yes, it really is. It really is. How true. How true. So the entire festival has been redefined mm. thanks to technology, as you said. Yes. Yes. And um, we've had to hybridize the festival, which actually is something I'm really looking forward to, because I think what's going to happen now is that uh, maybe many of our listeners, because they're all over the place uh, and in different geographies, they may not have been able to physically come down to Dehradun every year. But now you don't have to, because we'll have all our sessions streamed online, all of them archived on various platforms. So I like the accessibility of it, although, of course, again, that risk is just of when you're not able to meet, when you're not able to physically interact. Yeah, the interaction bit is there, of course, but also it has given us this platform. Yes. We wouldn't have had Wow Connect. Yeah, we really wouldn't have done this otherwise. Yeah. So we are getting this opportunity to connect to so many, getting to know their views. And uh, here I would like to remind the listeners that you're more than welcome to share your views, your ideas, anything that you would like. And Yuvanika is going to share the details How of the we same. Do that. Yes, as Nidhi said, uh, this is actually a platform we're very excited about. We're really looking forward to being able to hear what you have to say. So if you have any thoughts or ideas, then you can get in touch with us by going to our website, which is www.valueofwords.org, or you can use the hashtag VowConnect on any of our social media handles. For example, on Twitter, we are at VowLitFest, that's V-O-W-L-I-T-F-E-S-T. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to build a dialogue with all of you in the coming weeks, months of doing this podcast, and we'll be able to incorporate you into our episodes. How wonderful. Yeah. So uh, we really look forward to your comments, to your ideas, uh, so that we can better ourselves because uh, this is our first episode and yes. we <laughs> hope to interact and keep it alive yes. till we hope November. It's not, we hope it's not too obvious that it's our first episode, but it may well be. But uh, with your support, we're really, we're really quite sure that it's only going to get better and better. And we've worked on a really lovely lineup for all of you. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. And uh, the purpose of Wow Connect, our sort of unofficial tagline is to connect with ourselves and with <laughs> others in this new virtual world. So that is there. Um, and just to add to what we were discussing, I think then, as, as Dr. Chopra also said, you know, what happens is that every crisis is also an opportunity. That's what, exactly. So that is how this opportunity has come up. Yes. That we've developed Wow Connect. 
Uh, I'm going to divert from the topic a little. Okay. Oh. Okay. So this is a month where it rains incessantly. Oh yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm sure many of us love the smell of the earth after it rains. Yes. Yeah. Petrichor. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to share a fun fact about petrichor. Um, you know, it actually comes from an oil plant's exude. Okay. Yeah. So this oil plant, when it dries on the ground, and when it rains, the oil combines with a byproduct, you know, from a type of bacteria. Oh, really? To produce this particular smell. Oh, I thought it's a smell from the earth itself. No, it's it's, it's the bacteria. In the which, plant. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Isn't that's that quite, yeah, that's really interesting. So yeah. I guess in a desert you wouldn't have a petrichor then because there wouldn't be any plants. Perhaps. If any of you live in a desert, if any of our listeners live in desert-like areas or sandy areas, do let us know if we're correct about uh, whether there would be petrichor in desert spaces or not. That is quite interesting. Thanks for I that, Nidhi. So. Nidhi I... has lots of thoughts like this, lots of facts like this. And in fact, she has all types of spiritual wisdom. And uh, she's, she's maybe, would you like to give us a tip on something like that also? Something on how to live life to the best possible extent we can to optimize our lives? I really don't know whether I'm in a position to give advice. But I could just share something that I believe in. Um, it's not what we have in life. But who we have in our life, that matters. We've heard it so many times. But if you actually introspect and actually delve into the depth of what this means, you will perhaps learn to value relationships, learn to value each other, learn to respect each other. And once you respect the person who's standing in front of you, I think most of our problems are solved. That's, I know. That's very true, but it's also so difficult to do. You know, it's so hard to do that. But I do agree with you that that is maybe the way to go forward. And uh, in a sense, well, uh, this is actually a really good way to bring us back to the interview and to, again, what Dr. Chopra said about being able to appreciate excellence in others, even when you don't, well, anyway, I won't get into that, but we have to be able to appreciate excellence in others. And as Nidhi said, when you're able to respect yourself and the person who's standing in front of you regardless of what they may have done uh, that I think is the mark of really having found some kind of wisdom and also because life is full of challenges and struggles yes so if you take it up as a challenge that this is what you're going to do or this is going to be your mantra or you know I think you could be on a path to success on a path to human revolution perhaps Yes, and of course, nobody in life is perfect. And there are probably lots of people who think we are not perfect. So if we were able to extend understanding to... Uh, but anyway, uh, this is getting quite philosophical. <laughs> There's one final question that we asked Dr. Chopra. So let's return to that. And then when we meet you on the other side, we'll have the short list for you. Uh, sir, currently you're working on some project. Can you tell us about the same uh, I am delighted to share with you that I am working on a, a, a wonderful project. It's called Mapping the Indian States, Aspirations, Assertions and Adjustments. You see, what has happened in this country is that almost every linguistic group, every ethnic group is wanting a separate geographical entity which, which it can call its own. It's also called infranationalism in a very technical sense. 
So what is happening is that everybody aspires for a state. They try very hard for it. But because of the way the country is organized, you know, you have uh, Marathi-speaking people in Karnataka and you have Kannad-speaking people here and you have Hindi-speaking people in, in, in all over. So it's such a lovely complex that everybody aspires. But when you cannot get what you aspire, you agree to adjust. Hmm. And uh, so this is a lovely tale of how you aspire, how you assert and how you adjust. Take Nagaland, for instance, I mean, parts of, there are, there are, there, there is a part of Naga speaking areas in Manipur, for example. So they want that part, but they are happy with Nagaland, but they're not absolutely happy with Nagaland, but they've adjusted to it. Likewise with Punjab, for instance, they would want mm. Chandigarh. Mm. The Chandigarh will never come to them. They want a Bahor and Fazilka, which is which which Haryana wants. So every state has a dispute with every other state. In fact, there's a dispute between Bengal and Odisha. Mm. Every state of this country has a dispute with every other state. But all states have also agreed to adjust with each other. You know, to to sort of uh, uh, to acknowledge Malgate. each other. So then, yes. what is happening? Therefore, is it's a story of of how with every map in the country, for instance, the first map of India was 1947 when India was still shown as a dominion uh, and, and you had India and Pakistan. Then in 1950, <clears throat> you had the first map of India, which was when India became a republic. The first ever Hindi map of India came up in 1952. Then you had the map of India in 1954, where the Andhra state, now the Andhra state came up before Andhra Pradesh. Much later, Andhra Pradesh came up. Then you had the State's Reorganization Commission in 1956. Nidhi, you've asked me a wrong question because really I will go on for 45 minutes <laughs> and it will exceed your broadcast time. Okay. Well, that was the last question that was posed to Sir. And he's been working hard at his book. Yes, I've seen his columns. Uh, his columns are coming out every week in the Millennium Post, or the online edition, in case you'd like to check them out. It is a really interesting, I think, analysis of the history of India through the geography of India, through the, you know, the politics of India, through the political maps, so to speak. So in case you're interested in that, you could, again, also just go to our own social media handles because we also share all of these articles as they come out. Lot of research, huh? I must say. Yes, lots of research, but uh, it's good because this is the sort of compiled research that may be difficult to find otherwise. You know, especially with these maps, a lot of these maps are so rare to find. So I think just for that reason alone, but many other reasons also, I think this is going to yeah, be. Yeah, he did mention. He did mention how inspired he was when he saw his dad. Yes. Working with maps. Yeah, so. I really like uh, when people give glimpses into their childhoods. I feel yeah. like it's such an interesting way to understand who they are now, yeah. even if they're very different from how they describe their childhoods being. So that was really quite nice. And Nidhi, you did such a wonderful job of Thank interviewing you. him. So that was really lovely. And we're going to run out of time quite quickly. So to wrap up our first ever episode of Vow Connect, we are going to share with you the shortlist for the English list of the PFC VOW Awards 2020. So to start with, this is very exciting, uh, we'll begin with English fiction, creative writing. The first book on our shortlist is These Our Bodies Possessed by Light by Dharani Bhaskar published by Hachette India. The second book is I Have Become Tied by Geeta Hariharan published by Simon & Schuster. The third book is Synapse by Kalpi Shratna, published by Speaking Tiger Books. The fourth book 
is The Radiance of a Thousand Suns by Manreet Sodhi Someshwar, published by HarperCollins. And our fifth and final book on this list is A People's History of Heaven by Dr. Matangi Subramaniam, published by Penguin Random House. For non-fiction, here's Nidhi. All right, for non-fiction, again, uh, we have about five books yes. to begin with. Uh, we have Ankur Bisen, who's written Wasted, The Messy Story of Sanitation in India, published by Pan Mac. Sabah Divan has written Tawaif Nama, published by Westland. T.R. Shankar Raman has written The Wild Heart of India, published by OUP. William Dalrymple has written The Anarchy, published by Bloomsbury. And finally, coming out as Dalit by Yashika Dutt, published by Aleph Book Company. Such an exciting list. Um, and our third category in English is translations from regional, uh, regional languages into English or translation from Bhasha into English. Uh, again, organized alphabetically, here are the nominations and the final shortlist. The first is Tiger Woman, translated by Arunava Sinha from the original Bangla, written by Sisho Bandhupadhyay and published by Pan Macmillan. The second is The Story of Being Useless, plus three contexts of a writer, translated by Nadine Khan from the Marathi original, written by Avadhut Dongare and published by Ratna Sagar. The third book is Khuni Vaisakhi, which has been translated by Navdeep Suri, uh, from Nanak Singh's original poem and it's a translation which actually is also in a poem form. So oh. it's a very tricky translation from a Punjabi poem to an English poem published by HarperCollins. The fourth book is The Bells Are Ringing in Haridwar which is a translation by Prema Jayakumar from the Malayalam original written by M. Mukandam and published by Ratna Sagar. And our fifth and final book on the list is Ship of Sorrows or Jesaki Apmesikoyjantehonge Kuratulin Haider ki original Safina Ega Medil, which has been translated by Salim Kidwai and published by Women Unlimited. Congratulations to all of our shortlisted authors. It's a wonderful list. These are wonderful books. If you want to purchase these books, if you want to review these books, you can again go on to our website, which is www.valueofwords.org, and all these books will be listed, and you can have easy access to purchasing them as well. And uh, just to remind all our listeners that we will be coming on air on Saturdays and Sundays, every month, starting from today, every 4th week. of July. Every week of every month. Nidhi, oh, we'll I'm be sorry. Back. Yes, of course. Every <laughs> every weekend of every month. Yes, we'll be back to meet you twice a week. Uh, today's been our first flagship episode, as we said in our interview with Dr. Chopra. But tomorrow, can I tell them now, Nidhi, okay. what to expect? Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> you must. So tomorrow we will have an interview for you with Mr. L.S. Bajpai Ji, who is a very famous writer and our Hindi vertical advisor is also with us. So we'll have that interview and we'll end that interview with revealing the Hindi shortlist of the PFC Wow Awards 2020. So all the listeners have to stay tuned because we'll be back very soon. Same time, same place, same connect.